Regardless of when or where you're taking your honeymoon, you've probably started dreaming about where to go. But before you make any more honeymoon plans or even wedding plans, make sure you listen to today's episode to hear a true Jet Setter's tips on how to maximize your wedding planning to have the most amazing getaway possible. And guys, if you're a wedding pro, you definitely still want to listen to today's episode. We're sharing tips that you're going to want to incorporate in your everyday life from dining out to buying gas. It's going to help you on your next trip. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Welcome to today's episode of Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and today we're talking about how to earn points while wedding planning so that you can book your dream honeymoon. I've been so excited to have Zach from The Points Guy join us on the show today for a while now, so I'm really eager to share with you guys more about him. Today, we're joined by Zach Griff, who is a senior reporter at The Points Guy. His contributions range from news about the airline industry to travel and product reviews to deep dives into loyalty programs. Zach has been an avid traveler since 2012 when he first redeemed miles for a last-minute business class ticket to the Middle East. He has since traveled to 55 countries and documents all of his travels on the TPG website, as well as his social channels at underscore Zach Griff. So we'll make sure we include that in the show notes. Guys, please help me welcome Zach to the show. Zach, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you. Yeah, great. Thanks so much. It's great to be here, Desiree, and super excited to chat about all things travel, especially, you know, this wedding planning, honeymoon planning, like this is a critical time to be earning points to really be maximizing your loyalty program. So super excited to get into all of it. Awesome. Thank you so much. So I know you actually recently just got married as well, but let's back up a little bit. I love starting each episode to get to know our guests a little bit more before we dive into your interview. I read your bio at the top, but can you just share with our listeners a little bit more about you and your own words, how you got started and what brought you to where you are today? Sure. Yeah. So I've been pretty obsessed with miles and points and loyalty programs for you know well before 2012. I know that that's what you read, but it's been my passion for so long now. And I started following the points guy, many of the other blogs in the industry, and have been super passionate about the, the space. But then I, I, you know, I learned a lot about it, but I didn't actually make a redemption until really 2012. I signed up for a bunch of credit cards. And you know, I'm almost 30 now. So it was a long time ago, but uh, it really got me hooked. The fact that you could you know, redeem miles for a last-minute business class ticket that would have cost you know upwards of five, six, seven thousand. I think at the time it was like sixty-five thousand miles that I redeemed, and that was you know at the, so easy to to get. I just signed up for cards and whatnot. And so, what better place for me to work than the points guy, where basically I get paid to you know write about and cover all of these exciting developments in the airline industry, hotels loyalty programs, credit cards. So I've been at the site now for about four years doing basically content creation 
in showing and sharing with our readers how we can you know maximize our points and, and, and sign up for cards and what it's like to fly in the fanciest cabins and stuff. And so if you're not familiar with the points guide, just a, a a briefer, we are the site that helps you maximize your travel. This could be anywhere in the travel journey, whether you're looking for the best flight, best hotel, which credit card to sign up for, how do you maximize your loyalty programs, cruises. So we've got the end-to-end travel experience covered. And of course, we do it with a loyalty program kind of points forward way in that helping you redeem your miles to get where you want to go. And so again, you know, super excited to be here and just can't wait to chat some some more details. I love that. It's amazing that you're able to take an interest of yours and turn it into a career. So you're really an expert in practicing what you preach, which is really awesome. I'm really excited today for our conversation because I know I don't take enough advantage of loyalty programs. So I'm sure there are listeners out there who are very similar, but who could really benefit from taking a closer look at the loyalty programs they're already a part of or should join to really maximize what they earn and put it to good use. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Today we're talking about how to earn points while wedding planning to book a dream honeymoon. I love this topic because no matter what kind of wedding couples are planning, they're probably going to be spending a significant amount of money. So why not put your money to work and get something back for it? I love that you talked about the points guy already, which was one of my first questions. But if a couple has no idea that earning points and mileage is a possibility and that you can use it to go towards planning your honeymoon or other trips, how do you recommend they think about earning points during their wedding planning? Yeah, I mean, great question. As you think about you know wedding planning, really any big purchase, I like to think of as wedding planning as, as a series of big purchases, whether you know photographer or caterer, you, know, you want to start thinking about how do you maximize those purchases. And to do that, you want to really think about putting that type of spend on a credit card. This isn't like a debit card, ideally not sending checks to your vendors. You'll definitely want to speak to your vendors, though, about you know maybe there's some type of fee that they are trying to charge on a credit card. I know, at least in my wedding planning, I was able to work things out where you know I was able to negotiate a lower fee or almost no fee for some of the charges on credit cards. But credit cards, if you're not familiar, but again, just big picture, they are the vehicle through which you can really accumulate a lot of points. And that's especially true when you're making like really large purchases. You obviously, get you, as you think about wedding planning, like it's really expensive. And so being able to actually earn a lot of rewards from it via the credit cards programs, that's a really great way to, you know, really up your game in like the miles and points world. So, you know, of course, there's a warning on credit cards, you know, you're all probably familiar, like carries a big cost if you revolve your credit, you know, the, the APR rates are really high, you only want to get into the game if you can be, you know, financially responsible. And so that'll definitely, you know, everything I talk about today, if you aren't going to be able to pay off your balance each month, and you know, many of the strategies that I outline are just simply not worth even considering. Assuming that you can, you want to be putting your spend on a credit card throughout the wedding planning process as much as you can. And then when you think about which credit card to be using, we can go into this in a little bit, is is you really want to be thinking about cards that earn transferable points. So, you know, there are cards that are issued by many of the big issuers like Amex, Chase, Citi, and then there are also cards that many of you know the big airlines and hotels co-brand with. So those are your Delta cards, your United cards, your Marriott cards, Hilton cards. And 
when you earn on a card like a Marriott card or a Delta card, you're earning points within those respective programs. Whereas if you were to take a card, for instance, from American Express or from Chase, that's not affiliated directly with one of those loyalty programs, you'll actually earn points that are much more because they can be transferred ultimately down the line to you know, a bunch of partners. So it's not like you're you know, going all in on Delta or on Marriott just with the credit card. You'll actually be able to you know, back up one step and then say, hey, for this trip, whether it's your honeymoon or you know, your one-year anniversary trip or something down the line, you'll then be able to choose like, hey, well, Delta might not make sense on this trip, but I'll instead you know, transfer my points to United because they have the best deal. So you really want to be thinking about transferable points as you're putting spend on the credit card. Okay, so just to make sure I understand the terminology correctly. So you're saying when we're trying to figure out which cards to use or which cards to go with, like we, for example, have Chase, you're saying it's better to go with something like Chase or City or whatever because then we can decide where we're transferring the points to, whether it's like Hilton for hotel or Delta for airfare. Yeah, exactly. So Amex, Chase, City, and Capital One, those are kind of the four big issuers. They all have points currencies of their own. Amex has membership rewards. Chase, they have ultimate rewards and so on. In those points, they have made deals with about 15 to 20 transfer partners, a mix of airlines and hotels, that you can then take the points from your Amex program. You don't have to do it today or tomorrow. You could keep them in Amex and then decide later when you're booking your honeymoon or when you're booking that special trip, I want to go here. Like Now let me look at where I can go with these points and send them to a bunch of different partners. Whereas if you instead just use the Delta card, you'd be locked in. So if Delta raises the rates or if Delta sold out or if Delta doesn't have a flight to wherever destination you want to go, you know, you're screwed, basically. By putting spend on cards that earn transferable points, you know, insulating yourself from many of these risks that I mentioned, because you can, you know, if Delta doesn't work, then transfer them to United or something. So are those the big ones that you recommend people check out first, like Capital One, Chase, Amex? Yeah, I'll take it back one step as I think about wedding purchases. Wedding purchases, typically, you know, many of these cards offer bonuses for certain types of spend. We can go into this. But, you know, every day, as I think about at least what I'm spending on, I usually spend on dining and travel. Those are kind of my two big spend categories. I live in New York City. I'm senior reporter for the points guys. So, so that's basically what I do all day. I have tailored my own credit card strategy to those types of categories because many of these cards earn, you know, multipliers instead of earning just one point for every dollar spent. Maybe they earn two or three or four and so on. But as I think about wedding purchases and in particular, you know, many of the purchases I made during the wedding process, that type of spend is typically like not bonused. So you're not going to get any, you know, multiplier on it. So in those cases, you want to be looking at cards that do really well with like just general everyday spend that isn't, you know, dining, travel, gas, or groceries. And so, you know, from Chase, they have, you know, the Freedom Unlimited card. Capital One has the Venture and the Venture X card. And City has actually a double cash card that gives you 2% cash back on everything that you spend. So that doesn't earn points. But 2% cash back is also pretty lucrative, especially for people who may not even be interested in playing, you know, with the points game, or maybe they just want the simplicity of just having cash back into their account. I love this. I feel like you gave us some really, really good specifics that people are going to be able to apply to their own life. Because yeah, like for us, you know, when my husband, because I was, you know, 
researching you all. And I was like, are we doing this? Like, are we? And he's like, no, Desiree, we've already maximized. I know which ones. Like, we spend our money on food and gas, and then we want to redeem it for travel. And like, that's what we end up end up doing. So, but I think it's really, really smart for you to point out that, you know, with the types of purchases that people are making, it's not going to be, I'm using the terminology incorrectly, but it's not going to be the ones with related to travel or food and gas, but it's going to be the general expenses. So definitely thinking about the type of card that is going to be able to either give them the money back that they can put towards a honeymoon fund or something like that is a really good tip. Do you have any couple focus tips for maximizing loyalty programs? I do have a ton. I do just want to also mention one of the nice things about wedding planning, and at least from my perspective, is many of these cards offer big sign-up bonuses. So, you know, it's like spend $5,000 and get, you know, 50,000 points. I'm totally just making this up. All of the current offers and the best offers are listed on the PointsGuy website. Easy Google, the PointsGuy best credit cards. We always have them compiled for you. But one of the nice things about wedding planning and this is that a lot of the charges are so expensive that they quickly hit those minimum spend thresholds. You know, for me, finding a $5,000 expense during a normal month is very hard. But if you're hiring a photographer, a videographer, and a caterer, that's really easy. And so it could be a really good time to be thinking about, you know, maybe signing up for a new card during, you know, the wedding process or during, you know, a big, whether it's a home renovation, apartment renovation, whatever you're doing that could really generate a lot of, you know, expenses. Like that's a really good time to think about signing up for a new card. I do just want to hit on your point about maximizing loyalty programs also. One of the cool things that in the U.S., JetBlue does it, but internationally, Air Canada and British Airways, those programs are actually really cool because you could, they have a lot of partners. So you, know, you could redeem your Air Canada points for United flights, for instance, or your British Airways points for American Airlines flights. And they offer what's called family sharing. So you can actually pool all of your points within those programs between you and and your spouse without requiring, you know, and purchase any type of fee or something. A lot of the other programs charge fees. It's a really nice feature. The other thing to know is that a lot of programs, especially the credit cards, offer referrals. So you could, for instance, refer your spouse and you'd both earn, you know, additional points for that. So definitely be thinking about that. And you know, really, as you're thinking about going back to this thing about transferable points, when you and your spouse are authorized users or when you share an account, especially a credit card account, you can transfer points from the credit card to each spouse's account. So you'll definitely want to track you know, how many points you have with a given account and then say, oh, well, you know, my husband or my wife or my partner has you know, many more points than me. So even though it was my spend, I'll send all the points to them because we'll be much closer to an award. These are all such good tips. I love them all. I like. I can't even remember which ones I want to talk about first. I mean, I think in our case, every single month, it's like the conversation, what is the credit card bill, Desiree, and how much did we spend? But I think it's really smart to point out. So a lot of times with like the credit card loyalty, the, the sharing, so do you recommend double checking and making sure that it's ones where like you're able to pool your points because there's a spouse or even within a family setting. Yeah, yeah. When I think about credit cards, I would absolutely be, you know, make your spouse an authorized user on the card so that you can then choose, you know, where you want to send the points ultimately. Amex Chase, City Capital One, you know, all those cards, you can, you know, make transfers between 
your authorized users or even those who live within the same household. And so, you know, it's not like a, when you go to redeem it, like you have to send it somewhere for, you know, your spouse. Like you can really be flexible about it. And that's a great way to you know, really boost your earnings and in, in the value of your points because you're in what I like to call two-player mode. It's not just one person, but, you know, there are two people who are earning. Right. And that makes sense. Thinking about wedding planning, and I would love your thoughts on this. If someone's already, you know, has like, I already have Chase or I have City or whatever, like either they could decide to put all of the purchases for the wedding on that card or they sign up for a new card. So all of the purchases that they're making, they're both authorized users. They both are, again, like in two player mode and they're all going to that one card. Is there one that you think is better? It'll kind of depend on your situation as to where you, you know, want to focus. A lot of people probably are going to listen to this podcast and say, you know, you already have a Chase card, or you already have an Amex card, you already have a ton of points. Well, then that, in my mind, is a great time to start a new card, open, apply for a new one, hit a, a spend threshold, sign up for a card, and then you'll, you know, earn 50, 60, 70, 75,000, 100,000 points in some cases. That's a lot better than just keeping on, you know, spending on the existing cards that you have. Make your spouse an authorized user once you open the account, then you both of you will have access, you'll have cards, you'll be able to make spending, you'll both be able to spend on it and quickly, you know, earn points that you otherwise would have taken much longer to earn if you were using a, a different, you know, kind of the existing card that you have. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of keeps it clean and organized. And then you can actually use those miles or the loyalty points to go towards like something you set out to do, like either it's your honeymoon or a trip, or cash back, if that's more important for you, just knowing what you want it to do for you. So I have a question. Yeah. I have a friend. This is why I think I get like bogged down. I don't do it as much. So I have a friend who literally puts post-it notes on her credit cards to remind her, use this one for gas, use this one for dining out. That to me just sounds very difficult and challenging, but I get, I think the post-it notes probably help. Is that the kind of approach that you recommend, or do you think that's too confusing? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I will say... My parents, I have put labels on their credit card. I bought a disposable label printer once on Amazon. I mean, it is incredible because obviously I help them and I help a bunch of people with, you know, credit card and, and this type of stuff. And they have no idea what to use. So like there's small, you know, really small like labels and like and honestly, every time they go out to make purchases and people see it, they're like, Wow, this is actually really smart. I should do this too because you're leaving points on the table if you're not using the right credit card. In my mind, there's nothing wrong with that. Whether it's post-it notes or little, you know, labels or whatnot, like if that's what it takes to get you to use the right card, like it's jokes on the people who laugh at you because it's like you're earning many more points than they are. At least that's my perspective. And we'll get into this hopefully soon. But you know, also the points guy app. We now have a mobile app on iOS devices. Great way to track you know, which credit card you should be using for different purchases. We have a really cool feature that, you know, uses your location and says, you know, are you at the nearby, you know, Walgreens? And if you are, use this card that's linked into your account because it earns, you know, three times points at Walgreens or something. We can chat about that, but that's, that's the digital post-it notes in my mind. Yeah, that actually was my next question because the app that launched is relatively new, right, for the Point Sky. So can you tell us more about that and then how our listeners would use it to maximize their travel for their honeymoon, for example? Yeah, yeah. So the Point Sky, it's totally free. We launched a uh, new-ish iOS app, so available on all those Apple devices. 
called the Points Guy app. Just you know, go into the App Store, download a very simple, free, as I mentioned, and you basically sign up for an account, and we help you tackle the entire like life cycle of travel. So the earning of the points, the burning or the redemption of the points, and then the learning. So what do you need to know? And a lot of the articles that we put out can be tailored to you and your journey along the points in in my little process. So earning, this goes back to what we were talking about. We do a lot of stuff on how to maximize your credit cards, which cards to get, which cards do you have, link them to the app. And then shopping will help you points maximize. So whether you're at a restaurant, so use this card, or whether you're at a grocery store and use this, or you're filling up gas, use this one. And if you don't have cards that maximize each of these individual categories, the app will tell you and say, you know, you could have earned this and here's what you're missing out on. This is what it's worth. When it's time to go into redeem miles or quote, burn them, you can use the app to put in your destination where you're looking. It'll help you with step-by-step guides as to how to redeem those miles. And then just if you're casually trying to learn about what's going on, it's got, you know, tailored articles and, and guides and things that are curated just you know for you with whatever you know preferences you specify when signing up for the app and we'll we'll be able to you know tailor that content if we're writing 30 stories a day on the points guys website odds are you're not going to want to read all of them but you can learn a lot about what you're looking for through the tpg app I already signed up for the app. It's incredible how much information it provides you because it's just like mind-blowing how much there is out there that you don't know if you're not using it. So anyways, I definitely highly recommend it. Moving on a little bit. I know that you were recently married. Congratulations, by the way. And you use all of your knowledge to plan an amazing trip to Africa. Can you tell us how you use your points to plan your honeymoon? Awesome. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you. Did get married August 2021, had one of those COVID delayed weddings, but finally were able to get what we wanted. But of course, as I like to tell my friends and family, if I am a senior reporter for the Points Guy, I did not have a pretty crazy honeymoon, then I failed miserably in my job. And so, yes, we went to Africa, we went on safari, we went to actually also to the Seychelles island off the coast of Africa nearby. So, you're really trying to maximize as many points as, as I possibly could. One of the things that's really important as you're thinking about your honeymoon, and I know a lot of people do this already, but plan early. You know, if you're thinking about taking it right after your wedding, once you have your wedding date set, like, yes, you have to look at your photographer and caterer and venue, but like, also look at the honeymoon options. Think about, you know, three locations you're looking for. Go in and start searching for availability with points. I was able to lock in incredible redemptions on Emirates and Cadiz, just you know, starting at like 70,000 points each way. And going back earlier in the conversation, that's just like one new credit card. So you, know, you sign up for two, you get two one-way business class tickets and you have very posh suites and stuff. Like This is like really, really valuable things. And I was able to do it because I really booked early and I looked and I was tracking. And the minute I saw a deal alert come through that they were available, I was like, okay, great, I'm going to lock them in. And so also that's for flights, really booking early with hotels. You know, look at the points that you have, whether you have Marriott points or Hilton points and see what properties they have in the destinations you're thinking about. You don't always need to stay at, you know, the Ritz Carlton or the Waldorf Astoria to have a really great honeymoon stay. You can do it a little bit more affordably with points at some of the mid-tier properties. Again, with Marriott in particular, you get a fifth night free on your redemption. So you know, if you stay in blocks of five nights, you'll get you know 20% savings, basically. So 
really interesting things. Awesome. And guys, we'll make sure to link to the article where he talks all about his amazing honeymoon in our show notes because I was reading it and I was like, this is just so smart and fascinating. A little bit on the more like adventurous side for me. I'd rather just be on the beach, but it's very impressive what you're able to do. You know, one of the things I wanted to share, so I've been married for so long. So when my husband and I wanted to celebrate our 10-year anniversary, it also was affected by COVID. So we went, we wanted to go to Turks and Caicos and it ended up happening after our 12-year anniversary because of COVID and all that stuff. But we saved up all of our miles. I think it was on our one of our credit cards, we saved up miles. And then we used that to pay for our airfare. Do you have any other tips for couples that we haven't talked about as they plan for their honeymoon or any other big trips that our listeners are wanting to do that we haven't talked about? Just really reiterating things I've said, you know, really find your flights early. Then once you find the flights, transfer the points. Don't transfer the points before you find what the flights that are interesting for you. Be flexible. You're not going to find great deals when you're traveling on, you know, Christmas week or, you know, popular weekends in the summer holiday weekends and stuff like People pay for things those weekends, so points are harder to redeem. Just know that some popular destinations are just really hard on points. Hawaii, Italy, Safari, you know, some of those places are just, they're hard. And so, you know, you can find things and we unlock deals there every single day, but it's definitely going to be a little bit more challenging. So going back to your honeymoon, when you said you were doing research early and you found the fight on United Arab Emirates. Does that mean that you were like, this is where we're going, so this is the airline we're going to take, so now to figure out which card we're going to use that will transfer to that? Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, so Emirates is available. I know that American Express points transfer directly to Emirates. Now I'll send my Amex points to Emirates, and I'll then go book it directly with Emirates. The way back, I was redeeming with Qatar Airways, and so being able to do that like I found the space and it's available now. So I'll take the points that I have accumulated with Chase. I will send them to British Airways, which is a, a Qatar partner. And then I'll go about booking it that way. And again, we have guides to all of this kind of the end to end. How do you do it? You know, we're obviously talking about it pretty high level, but you know, all of the nitty gritty on how to do it is available on the points guide. Got it. And so going back to like, different hotel chains and properties and airlines, whatever. I know that some people are like, oh, we're Marriott people or we're Hilton people or whatever. Because I know, I think the best tip is we need to find the credit cards that are going to be able to transfer the points to whatever property. But if you feel like there are people that are like, you know, we want to, you know, earn a lot of miles or mileage or whatever points on different programs. Do you recommend that they like choose one hotel and one airline and try to go with that? Or do you feel like, because like, like you mentioned, you don't know what's going to be available to the destination. How do they try to figure out that balance? I think that if you are someone who does a lot of traveling for work or just, you know, for pleasure and like you want to stick with one airline or one hotel chain or something like do it, like you know, you will probably want to earn the elite benefits that come as, you know, as you grow and do a lot of flying, maybe you're a gold member or silver or platinum or whatnot. And in those cases, like do all you can to maximize your status in in your states. If you're someone who's generally kind of agnostic to the airline or the hotel that that you're staying at, then there's no question the strategy we talked about, you know, with transferable points and earning on cards like that, is no brainer. That's totally the way to go. Don't arbitrarily choose an airline or something just because, you know, it looks good or they're offering a good 
bonus or something like that's not the way i mean the most savvy shoppers the best you know the maximizers and travel are the ones who kind of shop around awesome zach it has been so amazing having you on the episode is there anything else that we want to talk about that we haven't gotten to today yeah, I mean, just to reiterate, obviously, the points guy, we have a ton of free resources, the website, obviously, we talked about the app, we also have daily, weekly, and kind of content specific newsletters, email newsletters that you can sign up for also, you know, curated, not just like a general newsletter. So our editors are writing it and, and putting it together. Of course, we're also on social media at the points guy. And then, you know, you mentioned, it, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, I myself, always happy to answer questions. I'm at underscore Zach Griff on social. Awesome. So before we start to wrap up our episode, what myth would you like to debunk about the travel industry or what you do? I would just love to hear. I would like to mention that Tuesdays and Wednesdays are not the cheapest days to buy your tickets. I'm shocked. I always thought that. You know, everyone says like, oh, you got to buy your tickets on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Airfare pricing is so complex. I like to think of it in the most general sense as like supply and demand. And like, you know, for a flight that's on Thanksgiving weekend or Christmas break or, or New Year's or Martin Luther King Day or President's Weekend or whatever, like, you know, don't just wait till Tuesday. When you find something that's a good deal in your mind, like, just do it. Google Flights is the best way to look at flights not Expedia, not Travelocity, not Priceline. Google Flights, they have a ton of data on airfare pricing. They log a lot of flights in their system. So, you know, look at what they have to say for their trends. And sometimes they'll say, if you book on a Sunday on Google Flights, you know, it'll tell you this is the cheapest we'll expect this to be. And like, don't wait till Tuesday or Wednesday. Google Flights, is that better than like Sidestep or Kayak, whatever it was? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. No question. Everyone should be using Google Flights. I love this. Two, how far out? Because like we're thinking about our summer vacation. So let's say like if we're traveling nationally, so just within the United States, how far out do you think is the right amount of time where it's like not too far out, but far enough and out that you can get a good deal? Or is it just really all over the board on when people should be booking their flights? Yeah, I think that with flights, it's harder to decide when to book. You know, there is no one size fits all, 60 dates, 90 day, whatever. I mean, I book big trips pretty far in advance, but kind of smaller things like the summer, if it's something domestic, like I'd wait until February, March and see, you know, I, I would first of all be tracking flights. Google Flights is an awesome tracking feature. You can see, you know, the price over time and see where things stand, how they've gone. And then from there, figure out, you know, I usually say, if possible, have everything booked by at least like a month, month and a half out. Okay. And then for international flights, you think as soon as possible, or is it like 18 months? Because I think some some couples are like, we're not getting married for two years. So if they're doing an international trip for their honeymoon, how far out should they be trying to book those flights? I'd say for international stuff, I'd say about a year, 10 months or so Okay, for longer haul stuff. That's great to know. Okay, so we're going to end our episode with our last segment, which is this or that, which is a travel edition. So normally we do a wedding edition, but we're going to do the travel edition. So just say what comes to your mind first. Overpack or pack light? Pack light. Okay, at weddings, kids or no kids? I would say kids. Desert or mountain? Oh, mountain for sure. Summer vacation or winter vacation? Um, 
summer. I grew up in South Florida and I am I live in New York now and I still can't wait. I'm counting down the days until I can be a snowbird. So definitely summer. Me too. Okay. Relaxing or exploring? You know, I like to do a mix on trips. I mean, and so think about my honeymoon, like we did the safari and then a few days in the Seychelles just to like relax. Like I love doing the exploring for like two days and then like two days relaxing. If you know I had to choose one, it'd probably just be relaxing. Same. Big city or small town? Big city. Use a map or walk aimlessly? I'm so like OCD about like, I've got to use a map. I can't do it. Aimless. I don't know where I'll end up if I'm walking aimlessly. (laughs) I know. I hate that, but I'm the same way. But I think it shows because this is what we do. Okay. And last question, public transportation or rent a car? Public transportation talk about big cities and and then I love to walk. So as much as I can, I'm, I'm walking, you know, between stops or shorter trips and stuff like that. Quick question. Are there loyalty programs for any like rental car places or no? There are, but they're generally not, you know, they're not as rewarding as flights and hotels. So I, I mean, national is the rental car program I use, but I always like, I think of that as like a very last, like get your flights and hotels in order. And then like, think about some of the other programs. Good to know. Well, Zach, it was so lovely talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Before we let you go, can you let our listeners know one more time where they can find all of the things for the points guy and you online? Yeah, so um, at the Points Guy, all over social, thepointsguy.com, the Points Guy on Google, we're everywhere. Obviously, the Points Guy app in the iOS app store. My name is Zach Griff. That's Z A C H G R I F F. I'm at underscore Zach Griff. I got in the social game a little bit too late to lose my name. So, and I've been fighting ever since to get it back, but you'll find the verified Zach Griff on all the socials. So, that is where I am. Awesome. Well, perfect. We will definitely make sure to link to everything in our show notes, which can be found at verveventco.com forward slash 76. Thank you again, Zach. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Griff of The Point Sky. And that's a wrap for today's episode on how to maximize your points to plan the ultimate wedding honeymoon. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Zach today. He gave us so many helpful tips on what kinds of credit cards and loyalty programs would work best depending on our situation. If you want the episode show notes, make sure you visit verveventco.com forward slash 76. Also, I did want to reiterate what he said about credit card responsibility. Please make sure you only take on credit cards if you're able to pay them off quickly. I have to thank my husband for being so vocal to me about making sure that we pay off the entire balance of our credit cards each month. If you're carrying a balance, it's probably going to wipe out any savings you're going to earn in cash back or hotel and air for. So make sure you take on only what you can afford or manage and pay off every single month. Also, caveat, as a small business owner, it is more challenging for me to accept credit card payments because of the fees that the credit card companies charge. But if this is important to you, I don't think it hurts to ask. If you're willing to pay for some of the fees the business owner has to incur, it might be worth it to you because of the rewards points you're going to be earning. Of course, if you want more details and tips from Zach, make sure you give him a shout out on Instagram at underscore Zach Griff, that's Z-A-C-H-G-R-I-F-F, and you check out their app, The Points Guy. Speaking of shout outs, I wanted to give a shout out to this week's review of the week, which comes from Mad C. Palmer, who writes, so helpful and easing my mother's mind, exclamation point, and five stars. 
This podcast is my favorite to listen to while planning my wedding. Episode 64 was perfect to help my mother understand why it was so important for us to hire a planner. It really put her mind at ease so she can also enjoy the day without us instead of taking charge herself. Thank you so much for this episode. Cheers. And she put two little champagne clinking emojis. Yay. Thank you so much, Madsy Palmer, for that amazing review. It reminds me that I definitely need to do another BTS episode for this season. It was an awesome wedding season, but also a doozy of a wedding season. So I'll make sure to share that in an upcoming episode. It is also, guys, the season of gifting. So make sure you leave your reviews in Apple Podcasts. Our wedding planning gifting suite is open, and I'm giving away Amazon and Target gift cards, wedding planning tools, and so much more. So make sure you leave your IG handle in your review so I can get your contact details and send you something in the mail. In the next couple of weeks, we have some amazing episodes, including wedding trends for 2023, when to book which wedding vendors, an interview with a personal stylist slash image consultant, yay, a relationship therapist, yay, and so much more. If you have questions you want me to address in an upcoming episode, make sure you call our wedding planning hotline at 585 210 Again, that's 585 2103467. Your question can also be anonymous. I'm thinking if you want to submit something for our upcoming relationship therapist episode or really any kind of question, it can always be anonymous, guys. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you all next week. If you want the episode show notes, again, visit verveventco.com forward slash 76. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 